my friends. Welcome back to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I'm your host, Tammy Riley, and I am really excited to share this self-care episode with you with one of my really special friends, Sarah Morelli. So we're heading out to Italy this week. We'll be talking about using the freak out as a form of self-care. Yes, you heard me correct. Also really important about hitting the pause button. And I just love Sarah's authenticity, and I'm sure that you will as well. And as we dive into the understanding that it's okay to be ourselves, whoever that is in this moment and on this day. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. I am your host, Tammy Riley, and I am so looking forward to sharing one of my my dear friends, one of my soul sisters, Sarah Morelli, who's coming to us from the UK today. She's uh, relocated during these times, so I'll let her tell you exactly where she is coming from. But Sarah and I have worked together for many years uh, within our spinning community. So yes, you're hearing the word spinning again. You know I like to bring a lot of my people in, but uh, Sarah has not only been a colleague for the last 16 years, but also was such a mentor to me um, when I was starting out and just such a wonderful human. So Sarah, thank you for for coming and sharing this conversation. Oh gosh, you're so welcome. And uh, hello to all your listeners. It's uh, really great to be here. Yes, I would love for you to give just a little overview of of you, where you are. They're going to hear your lovely British accent, but that's not where you are right now. So you could just give a quick overview of where you are in the moment and what is what is happening in your life. Absolutely. So I am coming to you today from um, by a beautiful mountain in the middle of Italy, about an hour east of Rome. So I am in Abruzzo, in a, a city just outside a city called L'Aquila, stunning, most of its national park. And um, we wrote, we being my, my husband and myself and my son relocated here in August of 2020 um, to take care of my husband's mother because she's unwell and because she needed our love and our care. Mm. And we wanted to be uh, all fine, balanced in our lives. So this was a perfect fit for us really. So yes, I'm coming to you from Italy, but the but the accent is definitely coming to you from England. <laughs> yes, of course, which I love. I love I love. And Sarah not only is involved in spinning and and doing the work of educating, but it's also, you know, your complete li- livelihood. You own a business called Athleticum and whether it's selling product, educating people on product, selling education, and also mentoring a, t- a team over there. You have a pretty big team over in the UK. So can you just explain your incredible uh, business that you have been running? And I don't even know how many years you've had this now, but, um, yeah. but you're sort of all things fitness over <laughs> in the UK. Yeah, so I've been sort of doing this a little while, and um, I've I've grown up. I explained this in a in a, in a thing in, in on on my on my Facebook page, uh, social media, last week. In fact, um, 
you chop me in half, I'm like a stick of rock. Now, a stick of rock for, for your listeners in the US, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware, is like a candy stick with a with a logo in the middle of it. Um, and my stick of rock, if you cut me in half, you'll probably find the Spinning Man logo. Um, and that's really how how I started. And um, and that was in, I became a master instructor in the spinning program in 1999. And just through step-by-step step growing through that process in the industry, in the fitness industry and presenting and working with distributors in the UK, there was just an opportunity that presented itself in 2015 and I just I just jumped at the chance and the opportunity was to take on the spinning program uh, education distribution in the UK and um, we formally I formally had a personal training business and that just morphed into um, Athleticum in 2012 and then um, uh, as it's now called Athleticum, and and it just it just developed from there, and so we we took a chance. I would say we, me and my husband, were both directors of the business, and we took a chance, and we decided to try it because we were doing it anyway. Mm. The, the the former distributors of 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 the bike um, stopped distributing. We have a, we had a new new manufacturer of the bike. We work with Mad Dog Athletics. Uh, with the program and it just made sense it just we knew what we were doing we could fly with it immediately and it took off really really quickly um, from that point though I then decided to like I've always sort of done um, throw myself into it um, <laughs> hook line and sinker um, sort of create more sticks of rock within me and took on a few more brands and and so it's not just spinning that I now deal with um we distribute the um anti-gravity fitness brand which is a, a, a the creator of aerial yoga um with uh, Christopher Harrison's his brand uh, in the UK and Ireland um of course we took on other mad dog athletic brands as well with crosscore which i love um oogie for a period of time as well which is a beautiful product and um and we also distribute um education for uh queenax which is a prequel product so we've got all of that and then recently i've taken on a gunnex which is elastic mm -hmm. battle rope training it's just a beautiful product it's also available in the us um and uh is so it's a real good boutique selection of products boutique in a way that it allows people to do it at home on their own, but it also allows people to get it into their studios, into their clubs, to do it outside, to do it inside. Um, and these individual products have their own brand strengths behind them. So I decided to be really specific about the brands that I chose to, to, to really complement who we are as people. And that, that re, we is a really a big royal we, because yes, you're right, I do have a big team of people that I work with um, on the staff there are only three of us but presenters master trainers master instructors master coaches um, a selection of amazing humans who are just so um, they just give their time so willingly and their energy um, especially in this in this last 12 months they have been amazing and I, I, I bow down to bow down to them every day um, but but the team they call me mama and I <laughs> do try to look after them. Um, I'm very protective of them. And, and there's, there's probably between, I say between 15 and 20, because some dip in 
now and then and some are just always there so there's probably 15 or 20 of them that, that I just loved a bit yeah great team <laughs> and and what I love about this work as we talk about you know quote unquote this is we were already and and you in particular in your business there's no like headquarters where all of these people come in and punch <laughs> their card every day and sit with you like even you and your sister who who I know works with you you know other than you and Sandro your husband you're all in different locations and so you've been doing this sort of I'm going to use the word virtual work for a long time oh absolutely this online piece has been normal I mean I I can I'm sitting in a beautiful place looking out at a forest while I speak to you mm-hmm. and um, I could be sitting here doing the work or I could be sitting in my previous home in the UK which actually tell me you've been to yes. um, and I, I, I could be doing the same work well I would rather sit looking at a beautiful forest <laughs> <laughs> and um, my sister would rather be at home with her family so she's there she's able to look after her teenage kids and be be you know available to them rather than sit in an office and the team are all the way across the UK and Ireland. So again, they're at home with their families and they dip in when they can. And and then, you know, when real life starts again, we'll still have this online virtual office as, as such. Um, but then they will, and I will get on planes or in coaches or on buses or in, in, in trains. And we will travel somewhere to do uh, live training um, or, or installation of product, um, but this 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 online virtual lifestyle is is now normal to me, to us mm. as a team, and it's, yeah. it's actually thank God, thank God because it allows people to have that balance in life. I feel, which is so unique. Um, and so you were, you know, as much as all of this when when the world shut down and there's been different periods obviously we're in different countries so different things have happened at different times uh as far as the year goes but when all of this happened you know for you to still be able to carry on with work now yes we had to change some things but um you you weren't flying in to do installations but you were popping in to people's homes so i loved that right away you gathered your crew and you were one of the first to start doing some facebook live and bringing you know the community and really that's what it was bringing the community back together when all of this hit so i yeah. think that one of the one of the things I always have admired so much about you is your ability to create community and how you make people feel. I know you said that you're their mama and you definitely are. And I've experienced that, but, but it's about making people feel a part of the community. So can you just speak to how that felt when everything hit and you were the mama bear having to be responsible for this community? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, the, the, the word responsible is, is, is the right word. Um, I felt weight initially I felt a lot of weight on me um a lot of pressure people looking to me and say right what are we going to do mama bear <laughs> you know right. what are we <laughs> where are we going <clears throat> excuse me what are we going to do where are we going with this uh you know I I I know I wasn't really I wasn't the first I'm not going to from you know throw my hand up and say oh, I'm the first no we had Eva doing it in Spain um she's amazing we had Joao who was just our technical guru um, doing it in Belgium, um, you know, uh, Pedro's doing it in Luxembourg. So everybody was popping in. And I just waited, to be honest. The first thing I did is I paused and I took a breath. And it sometimes takes 
that little bit of space. You need to give yourself that little bit of space before you jump. Um, and I needed that at that moment. I needed to give myself a little bit of space before I jumped. And I tell you why. Um, we did our UK lockdown two weeks, actually less than two weeks before our major UK event called Pros, mm. Pros Live. So two weeks before we were packing boxes, we were ready to all meet up at Pros and then suddenly we weren't. So from a business perspective, we had everything financially included tied up in that event. And from an emotional standpoint, we had everything tied up in that event. So I needed a, I needed a step back initially for, so, so for a month or so, maybe less than that. I can't even remember when we did our first Facebook lockdown live ride. It's probably less than a month. I, I, I just literally, I paused. I pressed the pause button on myself, on my own mm. um, internal um, wanting to rush into things. And I watched, I saw what was happening. I, I listened to what people needed, what our community needed, the people out there that were gonna go to pros, the people out there that were dipping into our, our Spinning UK and Ireland Facebook page. Um, I listened to studios. I listen to my husband, uh, which, which doesn't happen often. Don't tell him. And then, um, and then, and then, and then I reached out to the team and I said, let's do this. Let's try. And one or two of them, and I'm going to name names. I mean, Wayne Marshall stuck his hand up straight away. Prue stuck her hand up straight away. Helen stuck, you know, there are a bunch of people that just stuck their hands up straight away and I love them for it. You stuck your hand up, you know? Um, and, and, uh, Tracy and Saudi, she stuck yes. her hand up and we had Joao. He, he put in his session, Ian from McKendry, um, Ian McKendry stuck his hand up and they, it, Ian did a session, you know, so it was so beautiful for people to say, I'll do it. I'll support it. I'll, I'll stick my hand up. And because it was so community led, I think that's what made the difference. Mm. It wasn't commercially led. It wasn't corporate led. It was, let's support each other let's bring some light to people you know to people's um living rooms let's just put some sweat on the floor let's find a bike borrow a bike buy a bike whatever people did and and or just sit there and listen and love the music um so i did i did that but i will say that the other thing i did which i think helped is um there was this uh, french dj that used to do a session every day and he did it every day for the first lockdown so i used to a couple of days a week i used to restream that and oh. i used to just share it on 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 the watch as a watch party and so people were just sitting in the background oh i'd love to ride to this or I'd, i'm just working in the background beating to this music or somebody was on a walk and said i'm on this right now and it was just again community it didn't yeah. matter if we weren't working out it was just that we were together listening to this dj which was so cool. Um, and, and so community support can come from so many different areas, different come to you from so many different ways that, um, it just, it was just became very organic community work that we did. And that's then what I felt was, okay, all right, this is the right thing to do. And we grew even just our Facebook page, our little little spinning UK Facebook page grew by 700 people in a month. Wow. It was just amazing, just because people felt like they wanted to be part of something, but also because we were doing those lockdown live classes. 
um, to give people something. And yes, they were free. And yes, our, our presenters like yourself volunteered, but it was with heart that you all volunteered. It was with the passion. And I think that made the difference. I made all the difference. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you just said so many incredible things. Um, but, but the, I'm going to just circle back since we are talking about self-care and, and the epic thing that I think you did, which is a life lesson, not just in a moment of a pandemic when things are shifting, but, but in the everyday moments. And you said you press the pause button on yourself Yeah. and gosh, I, I feel like it's something that I try to do more of. I feel like we need to. It's that idea of, as you said, creating space and being able to watch and listen. And we're so reactive, right? Oh, yeah. But we've been trained into the, being reactive. The, the, <laughs> the, the world has trained us to, 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 you know, go when the starter pistol, you know, fires rather than just wait and see what everybody else does or <laughs> wait and see, wait and see how we feel about it or, you know, or just go home and lie down instead of actually going with the starter pistol. It really is. You have to pause. And I think I've learned that through this pandemic, actually, more so um, because I've had to be with the business or with my personal life, with moving house in a pandemic, moving countries in a pandemic. I've had to now and again, either one, freak out or two, pause. And I think both are very useful. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Self-care sometimes requires you to just lose yourself in a freak out moment. So uh, at least it does for me. You know, I'm, I'm a 48 year old female with hormones all over the place, as well as being a businesswoman, as well as being a mom, uh, as well as having a pandemic to deal with and moving house and all of that. <laughs> so sometimes I think you're allowed to have a freak out as well as a pause. I love that. I love that. And it is so important because I think we, we look to you know, what people are posting on social media or what we're seeing, right? So someone who is seeing Sarah Morelli on the outside thinks, and this is true most of the time I know, man, that woman's got it all together and she always knows what to do. And, you know, if only I could, you know, do it in a way that Sarah would. So thank you for admitting that, that, you know, the freak out is a part of it. You know, I don't oh, think absolutely. we see that yeah. enough. Yeah, no, I think, I think if you speak to, uh, uh, speak, speak, I guess more 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 gender based. If you speak to any female business person, there's or or heard a business uh, a female business person doing an interview at any point in time, um, there's always almost this imposter syndrome or this freak out, being allowed to freak out uh, internal thing that goes on. It's strange. It's a strange thing. When I was younger, I didn't do it. I don't think as much. But then, of course, you don't put as much on your plate when you're younger. You don't perceive yourself as having so much on your plate to deal mm. with. But when I was younger, I, I always had the notion if I dream to do something, I'm, it's going to happen. That There was no doubt in my mind. And it's a real weird thing to think about when I think back at it. But there was no doubt that I wasn't going to do something. When I was younger, I competed in in certain sports I did it I won it I was you know even when I was super young and I was in team sports at, at, at school um I was I was the captain I was I didn't want to be in in that sense of I wanted the trophy of being the captain I just I just knew that I felt that I could lead a team of people to mm -hmm. success and I did and I I then I 
I did, I competed at, I was an IFBB pro athlete. I won the British championships in that. I wanted to do gladiators. I got onto gladiators uh, out of like hundreds of thousands of people that, it, that, that challenged themselves to actually go for the auditions. And I got in as a fitness instructor. You would never get in, you know, it's, it's, um, a person who who does knitting would get in you know what i mean it's, <laughs> a fitness instructor wouldn't wouldn't be seen as interesting on a program like that but i got in um at least i got to the semi-finals anyway which is amazing and then you know so whenever i've challenged myself or thought i could do something i would do it and it's only as i got older that i started questioning oh i wonder if i could do it as i went through this journey as journey of um am i am i strong enough to do that so to get through that, I, I learned to press the pause button more often, sort of rolling back to what you said earlier. I, I, when I was younger, I guess I was more audacious and I just went for it. Whereas as I got older and I started questioning more of myself, because it wasn't just then about me, it was about my son, it was about my husband, it was about mm. my family or whatever. So I just, you know, it, it became more of a pause button thing. Let me, let me just, and it might only be a pause for an hour or it might be a pause for two weeks or a month. It, it really doesn't matter how long that pause is. It just means that you're, I was self-checking. I was checking in on myself as well as self-checking. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but that it would be okay to go with this route compared mm. to this route in in my tree um, of life. And and I guess I guess my analogy is um, a good friend of mine. I had a conversation with, um, he's called Maurizio. Uh, we had a conversation many years ago and um, he was saying, you know, I, I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to get there. It all goes in different directions. And we drew a little scribble on a piece of paper. And there were two ends to this scribble where you started drawing and when you finished drawing. It doesn't matter which route you went round this little squiggle. You always ended up in the same place at the end of this bit of pen that finished on this paper. So... It doesn't matter where you start or where you finish. You'll always get to where you're supposed to be, where you're going mm. to end up. So that was one of my things. It doesn't matter how messy it gets. But what I decided to do was just pause on that route to just to, just to find the right the right space, um, the right way, the right direction for me at that moment. So oh. pause is everything to me now. I love that. It's such a, a, a great doable chunk, I think, that we need to really – hone in on more. And, and, and again, I, I love your analogies. I love all of this, but we're going to, in, in the honor of pause, we're going to take a step back and pull yes. out the fact that you said you were on Gladiator and made it to the <laughs> semifinals. I don't know if people remember back and it Gladiator was literally, you were dressed kind of as a superhero and you had to do all of these physical feats. And, and in the U S we had the American Gladiator. So I'm, right. I'm not yeah. sure what yours was officially called was mm -hmm. it just gladiator it was called it was called gladiators and um it was actually the i think it was before the american gladiators kicked off and then the australian gladiators kicked off and then they all competed against each other in the different countries but i did i did that i was i was in the first oh, the first round of the first shows of that i guess you could say wearing a teeny weeny outfit um <laughs> With a with with a head guard and a and a mouth guard and and most of the time, because I was athletic, getting completely beaten up by the actual gladiators who were there to stop me <laughs> as a contender. Um, 
because you know I wasn't into into knitting I was a sports person and so the the person they don't want to win the show is me so I was <laughs> I, I was definitely a target in in a couple of the uh, a couple of the more physical um physical bouts jousting type things um but that was okay because I trained for it you know I was in the middle of doing I just won I just won the British championships and then the same year I was in gladiators and I oh just gosh. I'd I'd um I'd uh, fractured C6 in my neck that <sighs> same year uh that I went for gladiators and I still did it um I tore my my cartilage together in one of the in one of the uh, is a, a game called pyramid and you had to climb up this massive cushioned pyramid to get to the top and um and then I remember in training um there was uh John Anderson I think he was called he was the officiator Sarah who's Scottish Sarah go to the top of a pyramid and jump off I'm like why would I do that <laughs> but I did it and I rolled all the way down and I absolutely bent my knee in the wrong direction and of course if you hurt yourself you can't continue with the show so of course I didn't officially hurt myself I just hopped hopped away they carried me away and I said no I'm fine I'm fine my knee blew up like a balloon but I was still fine um and continued with the show but you do these things right you do when you're young I am paying for it now I am really paying for it now but it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun yeah it was I still got it you'll still find it don't Google it, but you'll still find it somewhere on, uh, on, on, it's probably on the web somewhere. Um, Every, nothing ever really goes away, does it? No, no. I'm going to live, live forever in a yellow or a pink teeny weeny costume with a big G on it. Yeah. But this is so important, right? We, many of us have that uh, youthfulness, which is we wouldn't take it away or trade it, right? We're mm. unstoppable you know, nothing can hurt us. We put that vision out. And then I think it's, I mean, there's the good and bad to it, right? Because there's reality. But then sadly, the more responsibilities in life that we get, the more hesitant we become. And and I oh, say yeah. good and bad, right? So it's nice to live like with that confidence and that determination. But I think, you know, we have to be more guarded as we get more responsibilities. So as you speak to, you know, having a family and, and owning the business, you know, and having to make choices beyond yourself, when we're faced with those, we, we do need to put on pause because it's bigger than just us, right? It's more than, yeah. you know, it's my body and I can choose to get hurt and still climb up and jump off the pyramid because it's only me. It's just me. Yeah, absolutely. One, one good thing about the, the, the pandemic for me was that most of the weekends were always taken up by trainings or traveling to an event, uh, that type of thing. And even with, you know, with my son, my son got used to it. You know, I'd be um, graciously invited to go and train in Saudi or, or where, you know, um, or, or Shanghai or wherever. And I, you know, be exciting and, and that, that use in me would go, yeah, and I would do it. Um, but pandemic just went, no, nah, you can't do that anymore. You have to stay at home. So mm. now I work during the week and I have weekends with my family. And that's Ugh. never happened I've always been in the fitness industry you never have weekends off you just get right. used to that that's the way it is but now I get 
to have some time at the weekend with my family, apart from in two weeks time when we're going to be a little bit busy with another online event. So, you know, <laughs> including you, Tammy. <laughs> including me. But, you know, it's very, you're not really away from Shia when we're online. He, he's, he can be right there with you. So it's great. Oh, you know that. You know that. Shia is always there um, being, being as boisterous as, as I was when I was young. So, yeah, I love oh. it. Yeah, it's so true, right? Um, I think the same. Now that I have my weekends back, and it, granted my children are older, but you know, you you get invited to friends or different events on the weekends, and I'm like, oh, I have a training that weekend. Oh, I'm traveling that weekend, um, and so it has been really nice to yeah. be home. And now that things are here, just starting to book up, I have my first live training coming up, and I'm thinking, oh gosh, like I'm gonna have to start giving up weekends again. I I, I don't know. know. <laughs> You're gonna have to start doing your hair again and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Being seen in real life. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be quite a change. Oh my goodness. Um. All right. So I I know a bit. Obviously, since you and I are connected, I know a bit more about the behind the scenes of your self care, and I love that you. This has happened because health wise, you've had to you know, deal with a little bit more your own health, your, your family's health in the bigger picture. So during this time, what have you discovered that maybe you were doing prior to the world shutting down to take care of yourself? And how has that shifted other than pushing the pause button? What, what's had to happen for you? Yeah. So, I mean, as the, as the business grew, I found I had less and less time to really engage in proper self-care. So prior to me having my son, I would have a regular massages or, you know, to, to really just unknot my body, to really just, just release my mind and that would give me time. That stopped happening. I would go to the gym for myself regularly. That stopped happening. I would try to find space instead, which, which felt like I was trying to grab thin air it just wasn't I wasn't finding that space mm. um which again led to I guess ultimately the, the decision to move as well and have more open air and space over here um in in Italy over time but in the last year actually in the last three years so it's been it's been an interesting journey because I would find that I would be extremely tired all of the time about three, four years ago. And it took a little bit of time working with my doctor. I, I got a really good doctor, a physician who, who just, um, she just asked loads of questions. She, she hit the pause button, I guess, and just started listening um, rather than just reacting and giving a drug or just saying you're stressed, which is what I got a lot of. Um, right. And it turns out I had a tumor on my pituitary. And um and that was post post having my son. So I was getting all of the, you're tired because you have a new child. You're tired because you're stressed. You're tired because, you know, you're doing too much. But actually, I was tired because I had a tumor. <laughs> and so it took, it took, and that was, that was a big shock. So that was a, that was a pause moment. Um, luckily, thankfully, it was benign. And, and I've been on a drug for a couple of years to shrink that. So I'm mm -hmm. going through treatment with that. Um, and so I was dealing with that and then I was still getting, I was getting a bit better and then I started getting a little bit worse again. And it was the start of the pandemic and I was really tired for, you know, about six months previous to the pandemic, 
starting and then um and then pandemic hit, and then you just have to focus on life on on work on saving a business on um making sure everybody's safe etc and all the uh, general practitioner surgeries have pretty much shut down and will only take calls if you can get a call it, it really got crazy there for a while so i just ignored it which is what mm. you you know you tend to do sometimes when you get busy yeah. and you, ju- I, you just have to put it aside for now and think about the you other on Yeah, I'm tired because, um, you know, the other thing's sorted out. I'm on drugs for that. We're cool. Anyway, we get to yeah. Italy. And <laughs> Shia's at school in Italy. And then he unfortunately caught COVID from a teacher in the school. Mm. And... A poor teacher was very poorly as well. Brought it home, both Sandro and I got sick, but really quite weirdly sick. We both had the initial signs of what seemed like a cold. We got really bad. And then a couple of weeks later, I ended up in hospital because I was getting tachycardic and all of this, those type of symptoms, breathing fine, all of that, but just, just not feeling bright. So, yes, a couple of weeks in hospital in, in Italy in December. Okay, tick that off the list. I think that was one of our first hotel, hotel, hospital <laughs> conversations. I wish it was a hotel. Um, COVID ward and all of that. Um, and, you know, they're pumping me full of iron because my iron level's on the floor, my hemoglobin level's on the floor. They can't figure out why. They get rid of COVID. They give me a scan. It turns out that I've got, you know, I, I need a hysterectomy. So... <laughs> As females go through this thing, all the females out there listening, yep, that this happens. Um, just some uh, fibroids the size of a, a soccer ball um, has to get taken out in January. So major surgery followed in January. Um, and I'm in recovery from that, all whilst trying to look after the business and trying to, you know, stay positive and all of the other things. So i got to, got to say, Tammy, you, 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 you emotionally saved my life there a couple of times by having a call while I was in the hospital. It's, uh, yeah. So <sighs> yes, these challenges hit us at the most inopportune times. And these health issues happen because life happens, life continues. So how do you, how do you come back with self care? Well, my, my, my discussions with, with you, Tammy, over the last two years, I think have been, I need to take care of myself more. And yeah. I, th- I think that first step is recognizing that there's a health problem first. Deal with the health issues so that my mind, my mental health care can then follow with that because the body follows the mind and the mind also follows the body, right? So um, I-, I needed to do a bit of both. And-, and I'm on that journey right now of trying to find energy and time and space to figure out what my new self-care is in this decade of my life yeah what do I need now because it it very much is a stage uh, you know uh, of my life that I'm I'm going through that that all women go through that men go through um that you have to just decide right what do I need in this decade for my self-care um and I'm still trying to figure that out Really, I really am. But the first step was moving home. That was my first, that was our first step. Yeah, which is so, it's so true, right? We, and that's the, 
unique thing about self-care in general. It's it's also personal to each of us, right? It means mm-hmm. so many different things to each of us. But your point that every decade, so we're always changing and evolving. And what worked for us, yeah. you know, back when we were 18 probably doesn't fit the bill anymore, you know, when we're in our late 40s. You know, life happens, our bodies happen and yeah, it's so important. And I remember being with you just a few short years ago after an incredible weekend of pros, but you know, you, you are nonstop and you carry a lot of responsibility as, as many people do. And I, you know, I, I do remember saying to you, you need to take time for yourself. You need to take yeah. care. And, and, um, yeah. yeah. And then un- unfortunately, you know, we have these things happen and they force us. Right. So, yeah. so I guess yeah. fortunate slash unfortunate, it was that wake up of, okay, so now, so now I have to rest. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's an interesting, yeah, that's, sorry, that's an interesting point because to a lot of people looking on that you were saying earlier on, I just reflect back on that. You were saying, yeah about you know people taking self-care and that being and and that is really the 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 story of this pandemic is there's a lot of wellness speeches or content coming out of the the net at us but if we're in not in that moment for ourselves we we don't necessarily hear it right or we don't feel it even though we know we need it we're not there yet to accept it. And mm. I think that's a really, I, I think I think with this conversation that we're having, I want to say to the listeners, if you're in, in that space, in that mindset where you know you need it, but you just can't, you don't know how to reach it, just allow yourself to press the pause button. It's okay if you don't feel connected to wellness and health, um, you'll get there. You'll get there in your way, the way you need it. It doesn't have to be the way somebody else sees wellness. It, it just has to be the way you need it. Right. You need right. self self care. Yeah. Personal. Yeah. Yeah, because there's not one size fits all with this, you know, it Mm -hmm. really, and it, and it shouldn't be because each of us are so unique in what drives us and what motivates us and what we're passionate about. So, so yeah, so our self-care would have to reflect that as well. Um, But I do love, you know, the, when, when, again, when I was visiting and you had these plans to move to Italy and you were talking about this, this is going to happen. And then, you know, some circumstances changed and, and the move happened faster than you anticipated, but what a beautiful place to be spending your weekends with your family and to be caring and nurturing for yourself because I've seen the pictures um, when you, when Sandro goes out on his bike and he's posting these pictures with the mountains and the snow covered tops and the, oh my gosh, it's just incredible. Uh, it's stunning. And you know, I'm looking out of the window right now and there's a flurry of snow in the air just being blown around and it's a bright blue sky above. It's just a really beautiful scene right now. And, and really that's I, I said to my mother the other day, I said, I was opening the, I was opening the shutters in the morning because in, in Italy, every, every house has got shutters in, in front of the windows, um, especially in the mountains, because you want to keep out the, the, the extreme weather in the winter or the, or the sun in the blazing sun in the summer. And, um, and I was opening the, and, and I just opened these shutters and I was on the phone with my mom at the time with earphones on and I just, okay, this is, this is why I moved here. It was just a moment mm. of clarity. This is why I moved here because I needed this. That is not to say that you, I, I didn't get that 
when I was living in the UK, I did, but in a different way. Um, I, I was brought up in, in a, a seaside town. I, I was born in a fishing village in Brixham in, in, in Devon in the UK. Um, I was brought up in Plymouth, the original one, <laughs> where the Mayflower <laughs> steps were. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, so I've had the seafaring sort of, outlook you know I've been wanting to reach out as well as wanting to you know have the beauty of green around me as well with the rolling hills around too so I sort of get that same feeling here it's like mm. sitting on a beach and looking out I get that when I look out of the, the mountain I, I it's like I'm sitting on a beach looking out at the sea here I'm looking out at a beautiful mountain and I get a lot of energy from that and it, that, that's my self-care moment really yeah. I love that as you're saying that and you're describing, you know, where you grew up and and the the sites and then the mountain. I guess for me I would use the word when I look out and I see that or I'm in that environment, it's that sense of coming home. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Really it is. So right. I sort of always felt home here and that's I I have two homes really, you know, mm. and and that's okay. I you know, there are many people who live in many different places around the world or have traveled a lot around the world and where Ever you feel comfort, um, you can feel at home. And, mm. and I get the same sensation when I'm teaching a ride on a bike, mm. when I'm teaching a recovery class, which is why I've chosen a recovery class as my first ride back for a year with my um, online event. I, I, honestly, I've chosen a recovery class because it is comfort. It is manageable for me. And a lot of people need it. You know, um, so, you know, for, it, it's it's just home. It's just comfort. It's it's where I can take my mind to when I need to have space. Yeah. And it is like that idea of home and the, the equal sign comfort, right? It is that mm. place where you feel like you can unpack a little bit, where you could settle, where you could breathe a little deeper. And I, I think for, you know, people who listen to this and they're like, oh, she has another spinning person on. She keeps talking about spinning. You know, they, they I don't know if everyone can understand how how that expression, how how big it is. It's more than just exercise, right? For those of us who are really really connected through this community, it is a sense of home, right? It is all those yeah. other things. It's a, you know, yeah. a safe space. It's yes, it's exercise. It's great. You're moving, but it, but it is so much deeper than that. So, so thank you for yeah. just sharing that little glimpse, um, of well. being on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But I could be, I could be walking. I could mm -hmm. be swimming. I used to be a swimmer. I could be swimming. I could be in my zone, in my place of clarity. So really, you know, to people who who don't do uh, don't ride a bike uh, indoors or whatever, it it doesn't matter what you do. There is a place where you go to, or the thing, or a thing that you do that allows you to find that clarity, that allows you to feel at home, and and you can relate to that. Mm -hmm. You can relate to that. So it, it's yeah, it's it's more than the bike. It's right. more than the bike, right? Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, as the, as the mama bear, you know, it's holding space. And like you spoke to in the beginning of this conversation, just taking that pause, what did the community need? And, and as simple as putting the music on and knowing that someone was out there listening at the same time, whether you were doing work mm -hmm. or dancing along or jamming on your bike, it, it was that connectedness. And, um, yeah. and I think that that's such a big part of all of this as well. Right. Yeah, well, especially when you can't hug your friends, you know, no. you can't 
see people because they're isolated um, or protecting themselves or, you know, the pandemic has highlighted the need for human, the essence of being human is contact, mm. you know, and, and losing that connection, that contact has been so hard for so many people and that isolation has been so hard for so many people. Even if you're in a room with a lot of family members, you can still feel isolated from the community that you were formerly connected with. So maintaining those connections is so important. And that's where this space, uh, it, it, this has allowed us to, to maintain those, those connections mm -hmm. um, and stay, maintain some form of sanity in the, <laughs> in the weird circumstance that we find ourselves in. Yeah. I know. Who could have ever imagined? It's so insane. Mm. Um, I have one last question that I would like to spring upon you, my friend. Um, <laughs> and we've talked, we've started talking about this, but you know, we have our connections, we have our little chats, we have our groups, we have our people we, we talk with, and you are such a, a beautiful soul and such a good, good friend. And I have to wonder how you're feeling about you being that good friend or that best friend to yourself these days and, and do you think of yourself as your own friend and, you know, do you think you could be better? Do you think you're, you're doing it? Like, what are your thoughts around how you treat yourself, I guess, as a friend? I, I think I could roll back to that every decade is a little bit different thing. <laughs> I, mm. I, I think there was, there's been about 10 years where, I probably have just forced myself to do things, bli not blindly, blindly would be too strong, but in a driven way. I, if anybody's into astrology out there, I'm Pisces, right? So I'm two fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two personalities. I, 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 I can be this empathetic. I can feel everything and, and, and emote everything at the same time as being this driven businesswoman. So these mm. two, these two, these two people, these two friends are best friends and worst friends to each other, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think understanding your personality, understanding me, understanding my personality is, is helpful because I can just say, it's okay. It's just that fish talking today or it's that fish talking today. You know, it's, it's, it's a bit like that. And even if you're not into astrology, each of us have different personalities within ourselves naturally, you know, um, or protection modes, um, naturally that, that, that just hold back from showing the true you or, um, in, in, in your business world or, um, show your complete truth to your family and they see you like kicking and screaming <laughs> when, <laughs> when you didn't get the, the dinner you wanted or whatever, <laughs> you know? So I, I, you know, I think, I think, um, I think I just learned in the last year that it's okay to be me, whoever that me is on that day mm. and, and shake my own hand and say, give myself a cuddle and, and just say, it's okay. It's it's okay. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Don't, you know, laugh too much. Don't cry too much. Just be okay. And mm. that and that be fine. Um, in this moment. 
Oh, gosh, yes, yeah, so true, right? We are so complex. And um and that permission, right? That's what that says to me. It's that yeah. permission yeah. To, yeah. to just be me, which you know, we we it's so it's such an interesting concept, right? We we are ourselves, right? We talk about that, we go through lives, we grow, we do this. But but how often do we give ourselves permission to really just be you know, that person, right? I think there is always the drive or, you know, the outer appearance, or there's always things we're looking out to. And I know too, I've been trying to do the work of mm. it's okay, right? That's where you are today and that's okay. And um, yeah, that's certainly not easy. No, it, that given giving that permission to yourself does take the pressure off a little bit. And it, it, it just... <sighs> It's like somebody's got a sack of potatoes sitting on your shoulders if you don't give yourself permission to yeah. to scream and shout and all those things you need to do because every day is different. And that said, again, to all the females out there, your hormones are just going to kick off on one day or another. So just allow that to be okay, you know. That's, it's not a problem. It's not The a things they, they don't tell you in the manual of, of how to grow up, right? <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm I'm still learning on the on the new on the new decade of manual. I'm still I'm still reading that one. So you know, any tips any tips, people send them my direction. It's all good. The owner's manual of how to move into your fifties. Yeah, I think we need oh, yeah. to. Um, we have a book in our future, Sarah. <laughs> we do. I, you know, I've been writing one in my head for the last year, and I, I will get it out there eventually. I think I will um, in some fashion. But uh, yeah, every age I've been a different female, uh, yeah. a different, a different human. A di I've had a different humor, um, and I'm and and you know to the heart of me, and I see my son every day in this. I'm I'm a drama queen. I really am. <laughs> I'm a dr in my in my own life, in my home life. I'm a drama queen, and I'll you know if there's something wrong, I'm like oh, stamp my feet, and then. And then it's all gone again. And it, next thing, you know, my husband doesn't get it at all. He's like, well, what was that about? It's fine. Move on. It's fine. Um, and at the same time, you know, I'm like, you know, calm and it's all beautiful. And I teach my ride and, and it will be glorious. And, and I, yeah, that's just my, that's just my fish again. You know, it's just, that's just my fish. It's all okay. I'm okay with that. I understand myself. Um, but again, I think, you know, it is time that, that idea of time where we can reflect back and, and that self-awareness of saying, no, that, that is just who you are. You can be both. And I think sometimes in many things that we do in life, we forget that we have the capacity for this duality, right? That yeah. we can be the drama queen in one second and, you know, the Buddhist in the other, right? Because, uh, to me, you you do have that calming, um, focused Zen way of of living, right? And I don't see the the daily drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. Oh my god, I'm hiding no. it so well. <laughs> but, but all of us have it. So I love, right? This is like true confessions. Um, I love the you know the admission that that is a part of who you are as well. And you know sometimes we try to hide all of that, but I think the older we get, the more we have to embrace it. And, and that is how we can, you know, figure out how to, I'm going to say, you know, be better. Not that we have to be more than we are, that we're not perfect enough, but just, you know, in our daily life and how we take care of ourselves and, and getting what we yeah. need and how we're going to best thrive. 
Yeah, and it's so cathartic. It really is a release. I mean, th this session with you today, it's like if, if, if I can't be truthful to you and your listeners and to myself at this age, mm -hmm. I've got no hope. <laughs> you know, I've, yeah. I've got to allow myself to, to accept that the person that I am right now and, and the journey that's created that person and the journey looking ahead to. Wow. Sarah, you have really, I love this. Well, I always love talking to you, but I'm so glad that this is recorded and we get to share it with, with a broader community. So I really thank you for your authenticity and, you know, for, for just sharing all of your wisdom and the things you've learned along the way. Bless your heart. And thank you so much for inviting me to, to chat with you today. It's been so lovely. So much gratitude coming from the bottom of my heart to you, Sarah, for all of your words and to all of you for tuning in this week to Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I'd also really like to thank the team who puts this together. So to Michael Bachman, the producer, David DeRoche, executive producer, Heather Popovics on social media, and thank you, Scott Holmes, for your theme music. Next week, we are really excited to come back to the U.S., coming back to Quinnipiac to one of my colleagues, Mark Kifora, whom I just adore. And I love, we're really going to talk about the idea of shutting it down, of being fully present. You don't want to miss the episode. To learn more about all of our podcasts, please visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to all of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at QU Podcasts. And feel free to send us an email at qupodcasts at qu.edu. So until next week, my friends, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your own best friend. Mm -hmm.